Today, we talk to business productizing expert, Greg Hickman. If you've ever wondered how you can grow your business without having to work nights and weekends, this episode is for you. You're going to learn a lot of valuable stuff on how to systematize and productize your business so you can live the life you've always wanted to. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. Hey, hey, hey. It's Friday. It's Friday. What's up, Ben? Hey, uh, guess what? What? We, uh, we got a new review. I love reviews. Who doesn't yeah, love reviews? Know, Especially right? when they're good ones. I know. Five-star review uh, from, you may know this person. I love my wife because she's hot. Do you, do you know that person? I love my wife because she's hot. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> who like, is this guy? <laughs> I don't know who this is. Uh, but they said, cool ideas, exclamation point. These guys have some concrete ideas that I think can really help me. Glad I found it and liked that they got to the point pretty quick. Thank you. I love my wife because she's hot. Appreciate that. Yeah. Awesome. And along with our typical review challenge, uh, Mark, how does this work? Our review challenge. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate us uh, in the Apple podcast app or wherever you listen uh, or you happen to listen to your podcast. So uh, get on there, leave a review, helps us reach more people and uh, grow this community. Uh, And so one of the things that we like to do is we like to generate a random noun and then have you somehow work that into your review. So Ben, what is our random noun for this week? The random noun is contribution. All right. (laughs) Good luck working that in to your review. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I'm excited to introduce to you today, Greg Hickman. Greg is the founder and CEO of Alt Agency. He has worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs ranging from Jay Bear, John Lee Dumas, Nerd Fitness, and Chris Ducker, among many other up-and-coming business leaders. Alt Agency has now taken over 150 agency owners through their framework and methodology. Greg, welcome to the Friday Habit. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, I, I found you through Chris Doe's uh, show, as I was mentioning to you earlier. And man, I've been kind of on this journey of, of trying to productize my business for a while. So I have two different things going. I've got Knapsack, my main web design business. We've kind of worked on productizing our services there. So we have kind of a service we provide where we do a one-day website build on Squarespace. And we have some systems built around that. And then just started a new thing called Story Site, where we take the uh, story brand framework, if you're familiar with it, which is a marketing framework. And we've built some website templates that go along with that. So if someone can buy one, we can kind of take them through that process and then uh, do kind of a done with you type thing where it's very productized, systemized and efficient. So all that to say, as I'm working through this stuff, I'm like super excited to talk to you because all the stuff you're saying in these videos has resonated and given me words kind of to put with some of the stuff we're working on. So thanks for all the value you're putting out there. Yeah, I love it. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. And we definitely need to circle back on that. Um, would you call it story site? Yeah, story site. Yeah. Yep. Um, one of our uh, someone on my team, Ryan. He's uh, one of the earlier certified story brand people. Oh, awesome. Um, and 
he helps a lot of people kind of take in the, the story brand methodology and a lot of his past experience in copywriting. And he has kind of like a coaching uh, online training business around that and then also coaches many of our clients. And he's a client of ours as well. Nice. Uh, but he's successfully in, in his eyes, which I think is for me, I think is great. He's removed himself from the website part. But it's always a piece that comes up in conversation. So, like, I mean, we need to connect you too because there could be some some synergy for uh, for you guys for sure. Awesome, I'd love to do that. Look at that, making deals, making deals, <laughs> making it happen. Oh, we're well, live, hey. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, so hey, I want I want to kind of hear your story about where you started and how you kind of got to where you are because I think a lot of our listeners. Um, you know, they're probably in the day to day, they're just grinding away. Uh, they maybe have some sort of skill or, or passion for something. And so they've tried to monetize that in a certain way. Uh, but then they're finding themselves kind of looking off into the future being like, all right, I can't maintain this if I want to grow uh, to where I want to go. And so I would love to kind of hear uh, your story a little bit about, you know, where you came from, and how you got into your business. And then I'd you know like to hear at what point you decided like, all right, I need to productize this and kind of move into that, that realm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, out of college, I went into big brand agency, a company, part of, part of Omnicom. So did you study something in college like marketing or, or something like that? I, see, I went to a small liberal arts college in upstate New York called Skidmore, small enough where you couldn't like focus on marketing specifically. So I had a, a business management major, but I definitely, as I started to specialize or, you know, choose the courses I was taking, I definitely gravitated towards the marketing and advertising stuff. And while I was there, actually over one of the summers working at Gold's Gym, I met now one of my best friends, his name is Chris Logsdon, who is now actually, he went on to be amazing graphic designer, logo creator. He ended up becoming the lead creative now for Vayner, Vayner Media oh, wow, and, cool. and did the Vayner X logo and pretty much every subdivision of Vayner. He's designed all their logos. He's now like the head art director for Sasha Group, which is like their now spinoff for small business. And so he like really, he's like one of those obsessive creatives, um, specifically around logos. But like he's the one that really got me into the creative side and he was a year ahead of me and started at that agency and was like, you got, you got to work here. Like we'll live together, blah, blah, blah. So like I moved in, like we became good friends and you know, that got me started in this agency where we represented Pepsi, Unilever, but I was like a project manager, you know, kind of just making sure things got through. So I got to work with all the different departments within a, a creative agency, you know, production, art direction, you know, account management, you know, the studio, like all those things. And so I really just, I've always been the type of person that loves to understand how things work from like the plumbing perspective. So very early on, I'm like, all right, like I understand how this system works, how projects come flow through, like where bottlenecks are. And so in some ways, like that's like that generalist element of me, it has become a strength. Um, but I've also had the ability to specialize, which, you know, from a marketing perspective, it has been really powerful. So long story short, big agency into a small boutique agency, ended up a couple of different startups in between there, trying to figure out my own thing, failure. And I went to a, uh, started a blog on the side while I was at a media company. And that was on a whole different topic. And that's like kind of what got me into podcasting, like speaking to online entrepreneurs. And then I ended up on the client side responsible for hiring 
agencies and consultants and all of that stuff before I kind of broke out on my own. And then I went through one agency that was a complete bomb before what became Systemly, which was really at its simplest, like a funnel building automation agency for online course creators and, and personal brands that specifically were using Infusionsoft at the time. And so we basically worked with people like John Lee Dumas and a handful of others that were using Infusionsoft to sell their courses, their masterminds, their coaching, and kind of became like the team behind the scenes making their lives easier by installing automation and all of that stuff. And that took off uh, really quickly from a, as a done for you service perspective. And that's really like, we were full service in like everything automation. Like we didn't do ads or copywriting. So like, I guess in some sense it wasn't full service, but like within the, the realm of automation, we were full service. Yeah. Everything was project-based. And then, and that was like where we started feeling the need to start productizing. And we've went through literally every evolution, which is why I think we can help our, why we help our clients so well, because it's like, I've done courses, I've done coaching, I've done productized, I've done full service. I came from full service. Like I came from boutique, like, like all of those experiences kind of have melded into like how we operate now. Yeah. So you essentially were charging a retainer or some sort of fee to create funnels for, uh, online gurus, right? I mean, is that kind of where you, you came from? Right. And then at what point were you thinking like, all right, we could go out there and get more work. You know, we could advertise, we could do more Facebook ads, or we could, start having, uh, essentially, we can stop working for money and have money work for us. Yeah. Um, so I think like most agencies and even service providers like drool at the this notion of MRR, yeah. um, monthly recurring revenue. So like we launched with like, hey, we only work with you as a retainer model. Um, and uh, great idea to start not scalable when you when you're full service um and i'd argue that even as productized there's a lot of flaws in it um depending mm-hmm. upon how you do it, how you do it and so everyone talks about you know recurring being like the holy grail and and and, and it was great because you know as we were growing you know we were kind of just building on top of the each and every client but very quickly i mean if successful very quickly you start you start to feel the friction and the resistance and you start to hit a wall and at our peak we were like a team of i think like 12 or 13 not all full time probably like half of that was full time uh we you know we're sort of averaging out at like 65k a month in revenue with like almost nothing to show for it except waking up to fire drills um yeah. being yelled at feeling like an employee <laughs> with 20 bosses um which many of those mistakes were definitely our fault but inherently uh you know labor decreases in value over time and so the longer that we were with someone, the more it felt like we were getting pulled into like being a part of their team. And that's where things really started to fall apart. And we hit, we hit this wall where it's like, okay, like we're doing well at revenue. People think we're doing great. Like we hate our lives. We're not happy. We all wake up miserable and like not pumped to do what we're doing. Like, why is this? What's going on? 
And uh, thankfully, I had a mentor at that time who was like help me, helping me look at the numbers. And we realized that, all right, in order to hit like the next level or tier or whatever echelon of revenue, I needed to obviously hire one more, call it account manager that could handle eight to 10 clients. But like we didn't have eight to 10 more clients. So like instantaneously bringing mm-hmm. this person on, even if they took on one client, I was losing, now officially losing money. And so we were kind of at this classic situation where like I find most early agencies find themselves of, okay, like I need more help, but I can't afford the help. And so what do I do? And like, I mean, we've raised rates, we did all the things and it just wasn't working. And so when I started looking at the math, I'm like, even if I got this one other person, that allows us to get to this amount of revenue. Even if we like fixed our profit margins, I'm still not making more than I was making when I was working in a full-time job. So like, what the heck am I doing? And I'm like, Mm. And then I started doing the math again. I'm like, all right, in order to get to the point where I'm paying myself and having a business that I like, I've just created the very thing that I escaped in the agency world, which is like, I didn't want that model. I don't want Mm. hundreds of employees um, and let alone necessarily 50 employees. Um, And some of my perspective on those things has changed, but that's where I was at that point. And so we looked at like the 80, 20, Mm -hmm. What, what were we doing that like we enjoyed doing, we were really good at that like would we could sell that where we weren't getting pulled into like the administrative side of all the stuff that we did. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of looked at that and there were like three things that we did the most of web, like evergreen webinar funnels, live webinar funnels, and like migrating people to Infusionsoft. So we, we started only started selling those as one-off packages at like a fixed price then we realized the migrating is very variable based on like what someone's coming to us with. So we killed that one because that was also miserable. Um, so we were basically just selling the webinar funnels and then on the back end, we'd bring them into the retainer. And the clients that came into the retainer off the back end of the, the webinar webinar project, like we're just better clients because we train them how to be good clients going through that project. And so uh, in that first phase, it was very much done with you like, Hey, like here's structure. I'm going to need seven emails here, eight emails there. Here's kind of the narrative. Here are some examples. You go write the copy because you're the personal brand. Like it needs to be in your voice. You go do that. And then we're going to assemble the funnel. Uh, And so like we made it do all the magic. They gave us the assets and like we assembled everything. And then we would get in the situation where it was like, and tell me if I'm just going way too deep, but I do think this is probably helpful for some people. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) It's like, um, I'm like, okay, we did our part. And mm-hmm. like we're waiting one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks for the copy that they're supposed to get to us. Yep. What should be like a 10 day process is turning into like six months because like they can't get around to doing their part. Um, <laughs> ben knows mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I would love to share how we fix that, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't want to interrupt. Continue. I want to hear how you fix it. <laughs> yeah. So, so version one was, um, we don't start our work until we have all the assets, but once we have, once we have them, it'll be done in five, five to seven business days tops. Perfect. And so like, if you want it by this date and we don't get the copy by this date, we don't hit that date. So like, we're going to, uh, we're going to sign an agreement that says that and let's lock, let's get, let's get rolling. And so that changed it for sure. But then we also realized, well, why don't we just 
if we assemble the funnel for them, why don't we just show them how to copy and paste the emails that they wrote into where they're, where they belong. And so we started doing that and I was like, wait, we can be working with more than one client at a time. Like let's bring on 10 all at the same time. And so like we, we basically started, we recorded training on how, for how they could take the copy and like we very we codified everything that we did. So like, mm-hmm. it was like, Hey, look at the document labeled this copy that go to this place where it's labeled the exact same thing and copy and paste it there. It's nice. so like we, we like showed them how to do it. And then we were able to basically get a client, get paid. And the second we assembled the main piece, send them the training on how to copy and paste it. It's like, Hey, whenever you want this to be done, just put your copy in there. But like, that's on you. So our work here is done. Like, see you later. And that was like version one of like our like high ticket consulting offer, which has evolved now in multiple iterations to like our flagship program, which is called Foundations. And so it was just like multiple iterations. And I think the thing that honestly, I just kind of, this is going to sound probably stupid that it took me this long to figure it out. I think I knew it. I just hadn't articulated it. You have to specialize before you productize. Mm, yeah. Uh, because so much of a successful productized service comes from having seen the patterns and knowing where the the bottlenecks and the gaps are in the actual delivery process. And I see a lot of people launching into something that's productized like in theory out of the gate and it's like really clunky and like doesn't necessarily get off the ground if at all and it's because they've never actually gone through those processes one-on-one, um, solve that problem before. Like they just kind of assumed it was a problem or they saw someone else doing it, uh, and they just mimicked it. So I do think like, because we went from like everything automation to those three campaigns to Mm -hmm. only those two types of funnels. And we did that for a little while. Like I was able to take that thing that we were doing one-on-one into one-on-one done with you into one-to-many done with you into group consulting into coaching. Mm -hmm. And like, like we literally went through every progression to get to where we're at now. And I, in many ways feel like it's, you don't need every single one of those steps, thankfully, because of our process now um, and what we teach. But like, you're going to have to go through a couple iterations in some way, shape, or form to kind of get there. And for us, it like it continues to evolve, and it should. Every time we make it better, it like profit margin goes up. Usually, we gain efficiency, and like it just gets better. Client results get better, and so like it just keeps building on top of each other. Each and every little improvement we make. So I have a question for you. Um, you know, Brand Viva is we create. We're more of like a content, you know, agency. So we're creating, you know, videos, podcasts, things like that. I think a lot of our listeners are, listeners are designers, and they're um, people who do, you know, create something. I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around like, okay, how do I systematize that? Like I, I could understand where you came from because it's a lot of copywriting and these funnels and it seems like, okay, this seems like something that can be systematized. But, you know, if a client comes to me and says, hey, we want an about us video or we want this, I mean, it almost sounds like, man, I need to change my business model into something else <laughs> and stop making yeah, videos, is, stop making yeah. podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, customize or productize is fundamentally a model shift. Yeah. And in my interview with Chris, you know, where we talked about kind of this, like there's obviously more logistical hurdles when it's as you get into more of the creative type services. Um, And what I say to that is 
a few things. Like you have to kind of look at your business in a different way. Um, one, consider kind of a model shift or adding on a revenue stream that is complementary to that mm-hmm. that done for you customized service. Um, and that's kind of where that revenue stream will come from. So it's like, hey, maybe you don't productize exactly what you're doing now, but you add on something that is complementary that can either feed like feed into the the custom stuff or even be on the back end of the custom stuff so that you have revenue coming from more than one place, which I think as an agency owner, like somewhere we got convinced that like we could only sell these kind of projects and retainers, mm-hmm. like you should have mul- multiple streams of revenue. And that's really what we preach. But um, in, in the case where it's like the example that came up is like logo creation, fairly custom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I talked about on the interview was the, that book built to sell, which like full service creative shop, they specialize into logo and the productization is more on the back end, like internal versus like an advert. Like no one says, Hey, we're a productized service. Like nobody actually says that it's not like a marketing thing. It's the benefit of productizing is you're solving a specific problem and you market to that problem. Mm. But in the logo example, like the whole book is talked about how they streamlined their process of logo creation so that they create more logos faster, more effectively, so they can serve more clients, thus make more money. And so I think like, and this is where a lot of our clients start, is like you need to start to systematize and simplify all of the acts and activities that happen in and around the creative effort. So like, cool, you sell custom motion graphics or logos, sweet, but like your sales process should be the same every single time, systemize that. How you onboard a client should be the same every single time, no matter what, systematize that. Mm -hmm. How you get clients, like we can automate and systemize that. Like how you generate leads, like how you communicate with your clients, like once they're in inside, like all of those things that kind of how you handle billing and like all of those things can be streamlined so that the, all of your effort and actual energy and bandwidth is used on the thing that it should be used for, which is the creative act. Right. And so for some, I think for some individuals and some create some agencies that are like super customized and creative, like that's going to be your winning bet. Like, and you'll just be more efficient, thus more profitable, more predictable. Hiring people will be easier because you'll have these repeatable processes and and method to generating the creative deliverable, Mm -hmm. but you're still going to be designing a logo, right? Yeah. So it's essentially like systemizing all the things around the creation of something, which then allows you to be more efficient uh, and probably more timely, which in turn allows you to do more business. Yeah. And like in your example, like the about video, right? Like you could easily come up with like, Hey, like depending upon the the types of clients we work with, like there's kind of like three scripts that we essentially use three frameworks for Mm -hmm. the about video. In the first 30 seconds, we're talking about this. And then, you know, the next minute is this. And then there's these three bullet, you know, like that's a framework. Like Mm -hmm. that's going to make you churning these things out a whole lot easier and guess what? You start u- utilizing that yourself. When you roll out, hey, client, like you can't afford us to come film this for you. So um, here's a local videographer or use your own camera and you film it. Mm. Here's the framework. Here are five examples of other people that have like, here's their framework, their script and their output. Like mimic that. And for a more affordable price, like then you're going to send us the, co- the video and we're going to edit it 
And on your side, you might have you know, each of those frameworks, like you might have different motion graphics that like, like a library of things that you yeah, can pull drag in, and drop. drag and drop. Like it doesn't have to be the same every time, but like you can have like, uh, you know, a quiver of different, uh, you know, reusable assets that will make your production a whole lot easier, but still give them a unique deliverable that they're going to be happy with. And so like, we just turned that into a done with you experience just now. And like, many people have been like, whoa, I didn't think that's possible. And I really haven't found many scenarios where you can't have some elements of done with you in there. The, I think the, the key thing that might kind of play in for some people is that it might not be serving the same type of client that you're serving now. Mm -hmm. Like it might be like a different type of client that might need that, but that opens up who you can serve. Like maybe it's because they couldn't afford you from a budget perspective, but maybe it's, Hey, maybe you only serve the fortune 500 and like that might not work as effectively at fortune 500, but like now all those SMBs that you've been turning down, like now you have like a 10 K offer that they can afford. And now you have like a whole new revenue stream that doesn't necessarily require a ton more work, but allows you to market to kind of a new audience. Well, yeah. And it seems like, and I think, I think you kind of said this earlier where it's like, you know, the dream is to productize something because now you go from maybe a local uh, audience to an international audience, right? Where you're reaching millions and millions of people through the internet and through ads. And then if they buy a $20 product, you know, if, a, if a, you know, a, a million people buy a, a $20 product, you're like an overnight millionaire, you know? So it's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, how that is, overnight. right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like your story. Button. You're right. <laughs> um, uh, see it, it, here. And, and there, there's some nuance to this and like, it's, it, it's just the way that it is. It's, but if you were still full service, not full service, but but maybe if you were full service and still did everything customized in order, like the reason that most businesses have to rely on referrals and word of mouth is because they don't necessarily solve the same problem every time. And it's relying on their existing clients to fall into a conversation with someone else that has somewhat in the ballpark of a similar problem. And they're like, Oh, you should talk to my agency. Like, I'm not really sure if they can even help you, but like, maybe you should talk to them. Like when your own clients can't tell other people what you do, like that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's inherently why agencies always, you know, feast or famine don't know where their next client's coming from because they can't articulate what problem they're solving. Like when you go to paid advertising, you don't advertise necessarily. It obviously helps to like have a, a niche or a vertical, but you advertise to a, a problem. You advertise to a solution. You don't advertise like, hey, we could do everything for everybody. You know, that's going to be really not an effective strategy. And so the the specialization is really important because it allows you to go out into the marketplace and attract people that will see that message and say, oh, they're talking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of the predictability starts to come in. It's like, well, if you're always bringing in new leads that Mm -hmm. like want what you want because you can share what they need, like it, it makes it a whole lot easier than just relying on the word of mouth referral game. No, for sure. It's interesting. Like I was saying, you can still deliver it done for you. It just, but you have to solve a problem. Like the specialization, like I said, has to kind of come before the productization Mm -hmm. because it allows you to speak to the pain, the problem that you solve which is really how marketing works. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. 
Well, thank you so much. This is the first half of the episode. We're going to have the next half next week. So make sure to tune in to next week's episode to uh, finish this out. It's a gr- been a great conversation uh, so far, and it's just more value to come. Hey, remember to go to the FridayHabit.com for show notes for each episode. Uh, there you can also find links to our website and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. Thanks so much. And remember, live every day like it's Friday.